Hi, and welcome to episode 47 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa Nowakowski. I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi. I'm an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. Just a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. What? No, I love they that. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a coffee fact as well. So today's coffee fact is coffee jelly, also known as coffee jello, is a thing. So it's popular in Japan as well as New England. And what it is, is cubes of coffee flavored gelatin served in a glass topped with a splash of cream or a dollop of whipped cream. So we'll post the recipe for you here if you are brave enough to try it. And if you are, please leave us to just see how you enjoyed it. So tonight's guest is John Crippo, and he's going to be talking to us about edu protocols. I'm so excited about this. So John, tell us who you are, what you do, and take it away. I'm super blurry right now. Like it's my camera is not focusing. But anyways, uh, my name is John. I've been textbook free since 1999 uh, when my school district accidentally didn't bring me textbooks when I switched grade levels. And uh, I went to a CLS conference down in San Diego and this guy was talking about teaching writing with frameworks. And I was like, wow. And I had a dream at two o'clock in the morning where I just sat up in bed and I was like, I know how I'm going to do this. And that turned into the thing that's now called eight parts, which, you know, I've been sharing with people for close to 17 years now. And it's really turning into a thing. And then so Marlena Hebern and I worked together up in Mariposa and uh, we formed a really good working relationship. And we just wrote a book on how to do edu protocols at all grade levels. We're pretty stoked about it. So can you go ahead and tell us um, what are edu protocols? Okay, so this is what I hear from doing a lot of professional development like all over the world is, well, we can't do that because we're in primary and it's totally different. And then, oh, I teach math, so uh, I can't do that. And what we've done to, to ourselves in teaching is we've, we've lost the key element of what we do do. So we we've we've fragmented ourselves in such a way that we can't all work on the same thing together but imagine something like nachos or ipa brew, brewed beer things like that we can all get together on those right so the idea of protocols is to establish a framework that focuses on the craft of teaching and the content changes the framework's the same the framework works the same in k20 or k200 really it works all grade levels and so then we can all focus on developing the framework instead of lesson 1.4 which is a one-shot deal or i have a great test for hatchet well what's that going to get you and part of the problem is that every day in school and we give kids a different activity every day different activity every day we are we are wiping out their skill set because they're processing what the task is and not dealing with the content so one of the big ideas is same thing every day for five weeks or once a week, every day, all year. And pretty soon, if you have eight or nine protocols going, your lesson planning disappears because you just roll out the protocols. Or if your principal rolls in and says, you're not teaching fourth grade anymore, you're teaching sixth grade. You're just like, okay. So where there was mission report, I'm just gonna drop in ancient Rome and we're gonna rock because I know how to teach this protocol. And the content is just a thing that happens on the side. 
has such a great explanation of it. And you've mentioned some of these protocol or edge protocols like eight parts. And we just want our listeners to know that, um, yes, we will be um, posting links to to those if you haven't uh, seen those resources. So, um, so you talked about these, you've been textbook free since the 90s. Um, how are they effective with the students and with the teachers? I know you touched a little bit on this about the continuity with it, but can you go into a little bit further um, explanation? Yeah, what's great is, you know, we, we, uh, we've gotten in this bad habit that we have high kids and low kids. And I think that really only has to do with the way we're presenting the material. One of the ideas I've been playing with a lot over the last six months or so is this idea that the bell curve, okay, the bell curve is what you get when you only let people do something one or two times. Like if I said, Nancy, mm -hmm. Lisa, let's make brown. Let's have a brownie contest. Maybe I make the best brownies because I do a thing, right? Uh, maybe I do a little technique so my brownies are better. Well, if you learn the technique within two reps, you can be just as good as me. If you line up 100 people and say, let's cook tri-tip, how many people are good at it, right? But if you give them some techniques and three or four reps, now what does it look like? But in school, we do this. Here's a test. One chance, you're out. And the people that tend to get new ideas faster in school are the ones who tend to um, adopt things more quickly. But guess what, you guys? I went all the way school, through school as a 2.8 GPA. So let's just talk about what that matters in real life, because it doesn't. And so protocols are, are taking almost like an athletic training approach, so that we're going to just do the same thing as yesterday. The first day we're going to do it, it's horrible, and I know that. The second day, less horrible. The third day starts to smooth out. Lisa, I think you can talk about this from a math reps perspective, right? Yeah, yes. Um, so um, as John said, I, I uh, did something with, uh, very similar to the eight parts of speech of his and did it with the math. And the first time we did it, I just gave him a number. It was all about um, place value and, and just manipulating the numbers that way. And the first time we did it, there were, you know, maybe 16 or so like standards that we were actually hitting. It took us 45 minutes to do it. And I, it was painful. I am not going to lie. Um, but by the it end of the week, first, we were down. First day is horrible. Second yes. day, less horrible. Friday, the yes. kids are like, hey, I got this, right? They're clicking right along. And that's because you're doing, uh, they're seeing the patterns. And the patterns in some cases are way more important than the facts. And and I'll I'll I'll, sh I'll share this with you for the first first time, Lisa. One of the first big ideas for me of the eight parts process is instead of doing a week of nouns, a week of verbs, a week of adjectives, a week of uh, you know, uh, we're just going to do all eight for eight weeks. We're not going to do one each for eight weeks. We're going to do all eight for each week. And I'm going to give up the fact that the first week is going to be horrific. But guess what it looks like by the sixth or seventh week? They're flying. So the same exact thing applies to math reps. I could do a week of division and then a week of division with one decimal and then a week of prime factors and then a week of scientific notation. Or I could do 10 of those that are similar for five weeks. Instead of doing one a thing for a week and then getting rid of it, you do all 10 things for 10 weeks and the kids get wicked fast at it. Am I wrong? No, they do. They get wicked fast. So the first time we wicked did it, fast. like I said, 45 minutes. The, you know, after we had done it for a while, like towards the end, after several weeks, they were down to like, depending on which math rep they were doing, eight to 10 minutes max. Right. And then here's the other secret weapon we've got is this. We talk about review. In my world, 
the week after Christmas break, when a lot of us are scrambling for transparencies uh, and photocopies to throw some stuff together on Monday morning, because I've done that. In a protocols world, I go like this. Monday and Tuesday, we're going to go back to eight. Wednesday and Thursday, we're hitting sentence parts. Every week coming out of Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, those bigger breaks, we're doing a week of heavy-duty reps. Um, the assessment is to do the 20-skill item with no help. That's the assessment. So the it, it turns out that the assessment is exactly the same as the work they do. Uh, it's it's just it's a whole other way to do things. And then lots of TWAing going on. Do you guys know what TWAing is? No, please no. tell us. Teach while walking around. TWA. Teach while walking around. So I'm not I'm not going to do this. Hey, can you guys do these worksheets? I'll be checking my email. I'm not doing that. I'm walking around watching the kids work and interacting with them. Boom, 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 boom. And then when they go to give the feedback, it's whole group instead of small group. Here's another variation if this has got any of your listeners' interest, but they're like, hmm, I don't know where I start. Here's an easy one. If you do Kahoot which or quizzes or Quizlet Live, if you're doing those, try this experiment. On Monday morning, give the kids about a 15-word question test. Do not do any direct instruction. Not a word. You drop them right into the test. Okay? Now, Kahoot, Quizit, Quizlet Live, they're going to give you what kind of feedback, ladies? What kind? Immediate, right? I don't have to wait until three days from now. It doesn't go into my homework box. They know their score right now. And then I immediately give them some direct instruction on the ones they didn't do well at. And I put them right back in. In 10 minutes, they can do the test twice. I've done this about 35 times this year with adults. They go from 48% to 91% with only one rep. How many worksheets do I have to correct now? How many fill in the blanks? How many word searches? None. None. And then when they come in tomorrow, I'm going to do the same thing again. And I'm going to tell them, if we get a class average above 95%, we're going to recess early, even though I'm breaking ed code. And guess what? Everybody's fine with that. Everybody's and so now the gate kids are going as fast as they can. The EL kids are starting to integrate into the flow. You give them about five or six reps. Then I go over to my computer and I go to my Aries or whatever grade book and I go A, fill down because we all got 100%. What? That's a great place to start with the protocol idea. What I keep seeing is this people saying, We're doing the test in Kahoot. Well, yeah, but you still did the worksheets. You still did the flashcards. What's better about that? That's just a fancy Scantron. Um, another angle on that, that, go and then go again. I don't know if you've seen this one yet, Lisa. If you go into Socrative, what I like about the short answer in Socrative is you can do open-ended question. Okay, so here's a test for everybody that's watching. I want you to write in a positive sentence. Go. How are they going to do? It ain't good, man. I do this myself. I do this with adults. They start freaking out, and I'm like, go ahead and Google it, and I know all about the cockroach sentence. Okay, go ahead and Google it. I know that one. So they, they do the first rep. We giggle. We laugh because I know the first one's going to be horrible. I know that, and I'm cool with it. It's like Bob Ross style. And then, um, and then they, they choke. Then I show them the good one and bad one on Socrative, and I go, what's the pattern? And this is the thing, Lisa, right? The pattern. The pattern is you got two of these and an extra fact about the subject. Two of these. Now, let's do the test again. Questions in my head. Write in a positive sentence. Go. Imagine doing that three times a day for a week. 
How good are your kids at that point? Amazing. Yeah. Terrible, dude. How many worksheets have I corrected? None. How many nights have I set, spent with my cat eating cup of soup saying, good job on worksheet after worksheet? None. <laughs> and the kids thrive on it because that feedback piece is nuts. And then you make it harder. You go like, make a positive sentence about our principal. How are you going to Google that, bro? Good luck with that. <laughs> so that, that those are some of the ideas of this protocol idea. And you can apply it to all kinds of things. Uh, you guys want to know about Cyber Sandwich, am I right? Yes. Yeah, that looked interesting. Yes. Uh, so this is my co-author for the Edge of Protocols book, Marlena Hebern. Um, she came up with this Cyber Sandwich because she and I were both like, I hate Think Pair because nothing comes of it, right? I love the idea. If there's anything pair share lovers out there, I love the idea of kids talking about the content. But here's what it looks like in a real seventh grade boy. Okay. It looks like this I will give you three minutes to talk about a positives. And then I'm going to talk to my friend for two and a half minutes about Tom Brady and the Super Bowl. And the teacher's going to say, You've got 30 seconds. And then I'm going to go, Dude, we need to come up with something. So we burned two and a half minutes. Now we're down to a 30 second thing. Now, the teacher's not going to have every group answer because that's usually not time effective. So after the first group goes, every other group does this. That's what we said too. It's a good one, right? So then they're like, ah, so Marlena sat and she said, how can I bust that thing down and make a new workflow? So the cyber sample goes like this, okay? Five slide Google slide deck. You've got the first slides uh, got a link to an article like a new Zella or Wikipedia or simple Wikipedia. Okay, you have a link to an article, you have that kid read that article, and then they do five or six facts from the article. They can copy paste them over, it's fine. Slide two, the second kid is reading the same or a different article on the same subject, they get five or six facts. Okay, then when they're done with their six facts, we slide three happens. It's a vendor. Oh, timer. Okay, we don't care. Up. Let him talk. Let, I know. Go. Just go. <laughs> slide three. Slide three, because in Google Slides, you can do live collaboration. They come. They can compare and make a, a live Venn diagram. You give them a couple minutes to talk that through. Quick class share out. What are the three biggest things you guys saw in common? You know, just good teaching. And then to wrap it up, each student writes one paragraph. That's just good teaching right there. Am I wrong? And then as I started thinking about it more, I said to myself, oh, my God, Marlena, if I did five cyber sandwiches in a row on volcanoes or missions or ancient Egypt or whatever, their five-paragraph essay would be done and they wouldn't even know what happened. <laughs> no oh money. No muss, no fuss. All we're going to do is at the fifth one, I'm going to go, hey, I think you guys just wrote five paragraphs about volcanoes. Can you copy those over to a Google Doc? We're going to make it into a hyperdoc. Uh-oh. Protocol mashup. Protocol mashup. <laughs> so now they've got their five paragraphs that I have very carefully curated exactly what articles to read. I've sat with and watched them develop. They drop it into a hyperdoc. They use Grammarly to spell check and do that. They make a table with a re a, a relevant facts and things like that. You, what grade level is that, you guys? You could start that process in third grade pretty easily. It might be three sentences instead of a paragraph. But can you imagine now? Here's the protocol piece. I don't do that for volcanoes. I do that all year long. 
I do 40 of those. How good are they at the end of the year? They're going to be smoking. And those are real life soft skills you can use in every class for the rest of your life. So I know I'm a little bit over time, but that's the cyber sandwich. That is amazing. And where can we find out more about these edu protocols and the cyber sandwich if we didn't get a chance to write down everything? Okay, so the uh, the book is coming out pretty soon. It's actually done. It's the best it's thing so about exciting. writing a book. The best thing about writing a book is when you're done. Uh, <laughs> and Marlena did a lot of heavy lifting. And I'll give you guys some little trivia. We wrote the book by Voxer because I'm super busy and I can't do lots of long format typing right now. So Marlena would Vox me questions, and then we would talk while I'm on plane. This is crazy because I'm on planes, I'm on beaches, I'm at Starbucks, and we're Voxing the whole book through. And then so she transposed it in, into the book. So it's a pretty cool flow. It's got 16 protocols in there ready to go, including primary editions. So the book is hopefully out, out within about a month or so. It's can't coming out. Uh, but if people can't wait, they can go to eduprotocols.com right now. And if they click on, amazingly enough, the Edu Protocols tab, there's a couple of Iron Chefs and, and a book of Kucha and Cyber Sandwich right there. And then some examples from teachers that have been using it. But this thing is really starting to go viral. The other place you can check it out is Edu Protocols on Twitter. Just Google the hashtag. You guys, here's a great example. I think it would be a good one to wrap up with. I had a teacher the other day. Um, from Panama, like South America, Central America, who I've never met, is texting her mom, oh my gosh, you're doing Iron Chef. This is the best thing ever. Her mom is sitting in the room with me and she goes, um, where'd you learn about that? <laughs> she goes, this Seripio guy. And she's like, you know, that's my friend, right? And she's like, what? No way. <laughs> but the point of the story is, the point of the story is a person I've never met, right? She just picked up on the vibe from Twitter. And if you look through her stuff, oh my gosh, I wish I could remember her Twitter handle. She did an, an Adobe Spark on their day. She has trilingual kids who are English language learners and they absolutely did the best Iron Chef I've ever seen on their first try. And that's what the potentials of Edge of Protocols look like. Wow, that is so powerful. Now I'm all excited and I wanna ditch everything that I ever had planned in life. and. Yeah, right. Just do edge <laughs> protocols. <laughs> it's it's pretty so, fun. Pretty fun to see when classrooms become creation first, high interest first, low maintenance first. It's pretty cool to see that flip going on. Yeah, and on a final note too, um, with the edge protocols, when the ones that I've done with the eight parts of uh, the eight parts and then the sentences and then of course the math reps, the, the kids get it. And they just begin to feel comfortable with it. They know what's going to happen when the Friday assessment comes. It's not a big shock as to what they're going to be assessed on. They know what it looks like. They might not know the stuff, but they know what it looks like. And they can actually watch their growth in a meaningful way. Um, yeah. So totally different buy-in for them brain-wise. Totally different buy-in. And I want, because Lisa, that you, tough, you teach in a relatively tough neighborhood in terms of what your class looks like. It's very all over the place. The EL kids do fine the the gate kids do fine because like making brownies or cooking tri-tip they're just working within a side of a technique it's not a mystical academic thing it's just the technique do the technique you get a good answer yes so thank you so much john uh, for joining us and to our listeners and viewers who are watching us um if you enjoyed the show please leave us a comment uh, to let us know about um you know, what you thought about it. And so we have a, uh, tonight's comment question is for all of you. What are some edu protocols you use or 
which ones will you be integrating into your classroom after listening to this? I'm so excited. I just don't even know where to begin. So again, join us Monday. That's next Monday, March 5th. Um, that's next week at 6 p.m. So it's a special time, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And our guest will be Jacqueline Whiting, and she'll be discussing digital media literacy and social media in schools. Mm, that's fun. Yes. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom and save some work and planning time. Remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classroom. So if you know someone who fits the bill or maybe that's you, uh, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks for listening.